Last time... The group manages to escape from the boulder trap in Castle Zillow. They fight off a Jed imposter and a group of kobolds. And finally, the three musketeers lower themselves down into the ancient dragon's lair. They find themselves standing on mounds of golden treasure, when a deep, loud voice is heard from behind them. I was going to tell a pizza joke, but it was too cheesy. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Um, we are a Dungeons we, and Dragons fifth edition podcast. That's right. Good job. And um, I am this the star of the show. No, you're not. We are a D and D fifth edition live play podcast. And Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and um, we are also now a proud member of the Black Party Podcast Network. Wow! That was a new new announcement that just came out uh, this month, and so uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep bringing that up and uh, saying it and reminding everybody about it. So a couple couple. Um, but I just want to show them my picture. Yep, we got some great great uh, podcast art in the background that uh, Sam had drew. Uh, I had posted this on Twitter already. Very cool. And we already got some some fantastic comments on that. So I just want to say that um, this is the black dragon. Well, this is the black dragon, but um, this is a human with a shield. This is a dragonborn with a sword, and this is a cleric using lightning bolt. Cool. And the dragon's hiding so much gold. And if you're wondering, this. I drew this on a whiteboard. Prints are so going to be going be for about day. fifty bucks a piece, so make sure you order yours today. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's on the whiteboard, so if you mess it up, I'm not giving you anyone. No. So, so real quick, I'm I'm Kurt, the dungeon master, and and daddy for two thirds of the players at the table. <laughs> um, I am Sam, who plays Mimi, and I the elf druid. Yes, druid, and I don't know what happened to my voice. And to your left is. I'm Birdie. I play Galaxy, the elf wizard. Oh my god! What? You did it! <laughs> <laughs> you, you did! You did your introduction without doing anything silly. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I think that's the first. It is the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! And Birdie, to to your left, we have. I am Matt playing Dave, the uh, the lovable half elf cleric. Not really lovable. Half elf? I'm sorry, not half elf. <laughs> half wing. Bloop. Half wing. All right. Here is the best <coughs> die of them all. Yeah, we got a big twenty sider at the for dramatic. Source. For dramatic. Like do, do, do you want to practice rolling that? I just want to see if the the thunking gets picked up by the. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yep, that gets that gets picked up all right. <laughs> you you know if we roll it or not. You know, if we don't even have to say if it's a big roll. When you hear the big roll, it's big. We don't even have to tell you. All right. Real quick, some 
that is loud. Yeah. All right. A couple of uh, housekeeping items. Well, actually, just really one. Just wanted to read some new reviews that we got. New five star reviews. Yeah. This first Thank one. You. Uh, first one's from K two two three five. K2235 says, clean, quality, brilliant. Just being a clean D&D podcast makes this a rare gem, but it's also very well done. The audio is crystal clear and the DMing is top notch. If, of course, a little kiddish at times, kind of the point. Altogether, it's exceptional. Recommended. Then we also got another five-star review from Richard KL. Heaps of fun. Good for older kids. This show is first and foremost an absolute blast to listen to. The story moves along as steadily as any game of D&D I've ever played. Only in this case, the digressions are adorable and beyond creative. (laughs) The DM does a great job of balancing the creativity and energy at the table with keeping a focused story that continues from episode to episode. It's a pretty family-friendly show as far as actual play podcasts go, but there are descriptions of violence that might be intense for younger kids, and there is playful reference to alcohol use. <laughs> the occasional bad word from one of the two adults at the table, I recall maybe two instances in the first 20 episodes, is bleeped out, and there was one instance of one of the girls saying a word, not the a word, but literally a word, as she, as she censored herself. The audio quality is surprisingly good. The story is fun, and the kids are a delight. This show is firmly in my must-listen list and will very likely be on yours if you give it a shot. So, Richard KL and K2235, thank you very much. I just want to say um, to, the sec- to um, the second person's name, I forget. Richard KL? Yeah. Are you saying that kids under my age can't watch our show? No, he he's just he, he left. I think or she. I'm guessing that's he because it's Richard. But um, I thought this was a very helpful review for maybe other parents that were wanting to get their kids to listen to our show. He's he's just trying to make sure that they they know the kinds of the some of the topics that we do, and there might be some parents that might not be comfortable with some of the stuff that we talk about. I'm looking at you for swearing. I didn't actually. She didn't actually swear. But <laughs> you kind of, no, you actually swearing. did say it. It is implied swearing. No, you I did say it, but then you cut that out. But then you, you but then she said a word. So then, so, sorry. Right. right. <laughs> so the, lots of lots of a words flying around in this episode today. <laughs> All right. So should we play Dungeons and Dragons? Let's do it. Uh, so, So, we got down to the bottom of where we think is the dragon's lair because it's filled with treasure. And we ended last time with the dragon. You assume is the dragon because there's a loud, deep, booming voice coming from behind you that says, Well, well, well. What do we have here? If it isn't... The three musketeers. And that's when you hear movement. Ahem, it's maybe Dave and Galaxy. I don't think you want to be giving sass to the dragon. You're known as the three musketeers. That's that's like your group name. And and there's legends about you. (gasps) Don't you remember? Well, this was a long time ago because Jed had brought up um, a long time ago and he said how the three of you were destined to save the world. How are we destined? It's it's all part of the legend of the three musketeers. 
Well, that's cool. <laughs> We're amazing. So you hear movement from behind you, and you hear coins and jewels shifting around on the ground. But you, but you don't see anything when you turn towards the movement. I have a question. Is it dark? Um, it is dark, yes. So, so Dave would be having a hard time seeing. <laughs> I cast Dancing Lights. Okay. You cast Dancing Lights. You hold up your hands and the four spots of light shoot out from your hands and surround the four of you, lighting up the immediate area. And we just see the head of the dragon. <laughs> nope, you don't see the head of the dragon, but you do see the coins moving around. And you can hear it moving, but you don't see it. You hear his voice again. I did not believe Christopherson when he said that you would come to me, and of your own free will. Do you even know why you are here, or what you now face? A dragon, yes. You. You. You despicable creature. More movements, and more coins, and rubble getting shifted around. It sounds like the dragon is circling you, but you still can't see it. And you can hear loud breathing and you could also from the dragon the as well. <gasps> I yell, where are you? And the dragon says, I am an Eltor, and I fear that mine may be the last voice that you ever hear. So you're an elf? No, I am not an elf. Are you a dragon? Yes. I thought, wait, where I are you? My question was, where are you? I'm right here. It's where? Funny. Where is right here? <laughs> Dave, I need you to roll a <laughs> dexterity saving throw for me. Oh my god, like, Dave! I'm like, I mean, where is oh. right? In f- Eight. Where is right? Eight. So after you ask, where's right here? Dave, you get knocked to the ground, and oh. a large weight is now pressing painfully down on top of you and your chest and that's when the black dragon appears and he says I'm right here and he's got Dave pinned to the ground now under his giant black claw Dave we can't be just wandering come on get off Dave I want to go home no time for nap time No time for love, Dr. Jones. You <laughs> call him Dr. Jones, doll. <laughs> I don't get it. So, do you want to do anything? I go, but do I really have to? <laughs> I mean, I always, I always save you, Dave. I always. So, this dragon is huge. It is sort of coiled up on itself, but... It is hundreds of feet long with its tail. I think I know what to do. And Dave is like the size of one of his claws under his gigantic paw. So he's just putting his claw right on him? He's got, and he's got Dave pinned to the ground. Um, And it it is a black dragon, but this close you can see the individual scales that are on this black dragon and each black scale is the size of my of a, mouth is the size of a shield like the your shield your magical shield that you carry around with you that is one of its scales on its body and 
Dave, looking up at this maw, you can feel the hot breath of this dragon coming down at you. And and the dragon has Eltor, again, as, as the reminder is the name of this dragon. Eltor, you can see the malevolence on its face right now. It's a black dragon, you said. It's a black dragon. The, the scales and flesh that's around its mouth looks like over the years has been worn away. And you can actually see more of its teeth and actually parts of the bones of its face. Like the, the constant exposure to the acid that comes out of this dragon has gradually worn away the flesh and material around its teeth and jaw. I know what Birdie should do. Should you mage hand and tickle on the <laughs> dragon? And so that his That's not what I was going to do! So that his food comes off of Dave? That's no, that's not what I'm going to do! And I'm going to have hold on, hold mage hand! <laughs> I know it's going to have something to do with mage hand. So, Dave, also, you see some acid just starting to drip down from the dragon's oh. mouth. But I'm not done. Roll roll another dexterity saving throw for me. Oh my gosh. Dramatic. <gasps> it's dramatic. It's not that dramatic. We don't need the big dice for that. <gasps> 14. 14, okay. He does not. You need a natural 20. <laughs> no. So, so the dragon's not even, not even paying attention to you right now. So the dragon, Eltor, is just looking at Mimi and Galaxy. And this little bit of spit drops out of the side of its mouth, and it's heading right towards your forehead. And you manage to just shift your head out of the way just enough for it to hit the ground uh, next to your head, and you uh-huh. hear the ground sizzle as the acid burns through the stone that underneath you. That could have went Phew. through your head and killed your brain. You'd and be killed my brain. And killed my brain. You could have been dumb forever. Dumb forever. <laughs> I wouldn't just be, I wouldn't be like, Dumb, smart anymore? I would just be dumb. You'd be dumb, dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> a dumb, dumb. No, dude, you'd be a dumb, dumb sucker. Can I, can, okay, I will finish with my no, mage. No, the sucker. Okay. A dumb, yep. dumb. Bird, no. bird was gonna try and do something. With my mage hand. <laughs> then I'm tickling him. <laughs> <laughs> and then his foot will move, and then Dave will be perfect. Okay, so you're gonna. All right, you're gonna try and tickle. And this the is dragon. a big thing. So when you hear the clump, we'll tell. We'll all. Like Mei he's gonna tickle, and he gotta. Wait, what? what? So what are you rolling? You're like rolling sleight of hand no, with Mei Chan. Gonna use Mei Chan so he can tickle the dragon so his foot goes off a day. Oh my gosh, you got a 19. You got a 19. Okay, so your Mei Chan appears, <laughs> and you quickly send it over to the dragon, and you start. Tickling it, like what you think is like kind of in the armpits of where his hand is at. And he looks at you and raises a scaled eyebrow. And while he's looking at you, he picks up one of the claws on his hand and drives it into Dave's shoulder. Ow! I I wish I tickled him more. And. Dave, you take 17 points oh. of piercing damage from this. Let's kill him! Holy moly. Okay, Dave, you should try to push his hand up with all your might. So Dave is now quite literally pinned to the ground by the dragon claw. Okay, so I am going to try hurting him now. <laughs> like a wonderful. So are are we ready to do initiative? Um, initiative! 
All right, let's do initiative. Galaxy got a five. Okay. Oh, I drove Eighteen. Eighteen for Mimi. Eighteen for Dave as 18 well. Eighteen for Dave. Ooh, good oh rolls all around. But Please. does the black dragon go first, or do I? Oh, uh, the black dragon Eltor got a nineteen on his initiative. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jed? Jed is not there with you. Remember, he, the while we were climbing down, the dragon fear kept him from safely making the climb down, and so he went back. Now that's kind of racist. That is assume yeah. that they're uh, related. Yeah, just because they're they're dragonish doesn't mean that they all know each other. Or that they're it's related. It, yeah. Still, it's your uncle. <laughs> Are you sure? I think Jed would be really offended by that if he was here. <laughs> I know I would be. So that's when. All right. So the dragon gets to go first. Altor gets to go first. And everything around you goes completely black. Dang it, I knew I should have got to spell magic. Even your elf vision, your night vision, which normally lets you see in the dark, doesn't work. Everything I, is completely I black. I've never seen darkness before. You've never seen dark this dark. <laughs> I haven't seen darkness. Black times infinity. What about my dancing lights? No, can't even see your dancing lights anymore. So, and Dave, that's when painfully the claw gets ripped out of your shoulder and you get berated with wind gusts and you hear the dragon flap its wings and you hear the coin shifting and the stone moving as he lifts up off of the ground. Is he trying to leave? He's just getting into the air. And then that's when the darkness goes away and you can see again. And so <gasps> now... It is Mimi's turn. Did he fly like directly up, or did he kind of go in a different angle? You you can't tell because it happened while you were surrounded in pitch blackness, no, and now I, the dragon is gone. I can't see him. Nope, he's not there anymore. Poo, because I think I could make a <laughs> wall, and then yeah. Then so, but there the is movement that you do see. Something. Or some things are climbing their way out of the treasure and the ground beneath your feet. I'm going to use flaming sphere. Flaming sphere, okay. And I'm gonna hit a wall so light shines in on the dragon. Well, the okay. darkness went away. I know, but you still can't see the dragon, so I'm going to do fireball really oh, high can't. up. We can't see the dragon. Mm -mm. No, oh. the dragon is gone. You fireball? Okay, so you're gonna so you're gonna shoot out flaming sphere to oh, try yeah. and light up the area more and see if that helps locate well, where the dragon is. I'm gonna throw it up the wall really high up, and since the dragon is probably really high up, mm. I'm going. The light's going to probably shine on it. Okay. Roll a, yeah, I'm going to make you roll a ranged attack with this, and you're going to have disadvantage because you don't know where the dragon is at, and so you're just kind of, you're doing this blindly. So roll a d20. I'm just rolling, I'm doing it at the walls, not at him. Uh, well, I know, but it's like I'm doing this as a chance that you could actually hit the dragon if it's still in the area and invisible in some way. Um, so, where again? <laughs> so roll a d20, roll it twice, and you pick the lower of the two. So you got an eight? Okay. All right, so you cast out your hands, 
and a five-foot diameter flaming sphere appears in the air, and the heat radiates off of it, and you send your hands out and send it shooting through the air towards the wall. And did you actually want it to slam into the wall or just go, just be by the wall? Slam in the wall. Okay, so it slams into the wall, rock and dirt and dust breaks off of it and falls to the ground, and, and it sits there. Do you now. see it? Is there light shining? So the area is now brighter, but it doesn't it doesn't show the dragon but any more how, than what you already saw. But I thought if I did it really high up, the light would go over by the dragon. Well, you don't. Well, again, you don't know where the dragon is. So the the well, entire it area. Help me find the dragon. The entire area is lit up more, but you still don't see the dragon. That was a waste of my turn. And I want to remind you, there are things that are moving and coming out of the ground all around you right now as well. So, but that's as a reminder because Dave is next. You never said that. Yes, I did. No, did he? Yeah. Speak louder. He said it. Sorry. Speak louder. Can we see what's crawling out of the ground? You start to see hands and the tops of heads coming out. Zombies. And they look like some desiccated flesh on the creatures. It. It's not your turn yet. <laughs> Roughly, you count about 20 of them that okay. are coming out of the ground. But they're not all the way out of the ground yet. Correct. So, I want to use my turn on dead ability, but I'm going to wait Okay. until next turn. So right now, I'm just going to... One of the exposed tops of the head, I just want to bring my mace down on it. Okay. So I'll give you advantage on that. Thank you. A seven and a four. Uh, but seven, that's still a 15. Okay. Definitely uh, hit. And then that's six damage. You you smashed its head in, and it stops moving. Sweet. Galaxy, it is now your turn. I'm going to fly. You're going to fly? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to fly. All right. All right, so, so you've got your magic wand in your hands. You've got your shield in the other hand. And you wave it around and cast a fly spell on yourself. So this shimmering energy covers you from head to toe in the blink no, of an eye. No, a sun, the sun comes out and beams out my head and goes, and you just hear, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, yep. And then, then that light goes away, and suddenly, yeah, you, you can take off. You can fly. All right, so you you fly straight up. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna be looking for the dragon. Should I do insight? In, do an investigation. You got to do it with disadvantage, though. Ten. Fourteen. So it's a fourteen. No, it'd be, no, it'd be ten. You choose the lower of the two. What? Disadvantage. disadvantage. All right. So you go shooting up into the air, and you're looking around and flying all over the place. Don't see the drain, don't run into it. But you do see down below um, that the zombies, they are zombies that are coming out of the ground. And there's about 20 of them that are that are coming out of the ground. So... And I think in my head, yes, I can do more of my punching skill. All right, so now we're going to, they're going to get rolled into the initiative now. And... He's getting Mimi, you're next. What are you going to do? Well, no, then I'm going to use my scimitar. And I'm going to slay. You're going to slay a zombie with your scimitar? But I still... 
But I still have flaming spears, so I still can move that around. Correct. Yep. You can attack with your scimitar, and you can slam the flaming sphere into the zombies as That's well. That's what I'm planning on. Okay. Very good plan. All right. So I'm going to say that you can hit uh, three of the zombies with flaming sphere when you move it down. So uh, I hit three of them. You hit three of them. So roll 2d6 for me. 2d6. Um, six in total. Okay. So then you go to slice at one of them with your scimitar, and um, because they're still pulling themselves out of the ground, I'm going to give you advantage on it. Okay. Nine. Is that add in your modifier? Oh, no. I got a 12. You got a 12. That, that'll hit. Roll the damage. Four in total. Four. Okay. Four damage. Did I kill a zombie? You did not kill a zombie. There are still 19 of them left. No, 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 but it was my flaming spear and that. Yeah, you didn't quite kill him. Yeah, they got set on fire, but they're still they're still coming out. And they're, uh, but did I kill the first one? No. No, no you didn't. Dude. So, Dave, it is your turn now. All right, I am going to do use my turn undead ability, which at this point, because I'm beyond level 5, is destroy undead. Yep, they were low enough level that if they're they so miss their saving throw, they will just be destroyed. So it's, yeah, half a... Half a okay. Yep. So yeah, wisdom saving throw. Okay. And they they missed their saving throw. Sweet. So what does that look like? Uh yeah. So so Dave he he takes hold of his his medallion of Mishikal in one hand and the other hand goes in the air and he says, "By the power of Mishikal, you cannot harm us." Come Michigan. No, no. Do not insult my guys. <laughs> see. We're very, we've been friends for a long time, but uh, that's something I won't. That's know. where she but lives. You have your hand up with your holy symbol in it, and uh, it glows bright white light, and this pulse shoots out from it, and it hits all of the zombies, and they all fall to the ground, and their parts and pieces turn to dust, and they explode into dust when they hit the gold beneath their feet. We should all be praised. And you hear a chuckle from. High above you. <laughs> Very well done. Loser, black, black dragon, loser. Sorry. <laughs> That's my girl. You're resorting to insults already. Well, let's see how you handle this. So, and this is when the rest of the cavern lights up on its own. There's some magic that's happening, and so you can see very, very clearly now in the area. You still don't see the dragon. But now, you hear a ton of noise coming from everywhere around you. Certainly not everywhere. Not in front of us. Well, in in front of you, too. You not, not under us, not under us. Well, okay, not under you. <laughs> not under you. But above you, to your left, to your right, in front of you, and behind you. Then I just jump into Mimi's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, roll a strength check for me. What? No! <laughs> do it. Roll it. No, I'm not going to be like last time where she made me get like, okay, so you just out. Okay, so she tries to jump into your arms and you just take a step back and just let her fall on the no, ground. I'm just like, nah. I'm not going <laughs> to do it to Dave. Like, come on. <laughs> I got a 10 and my strength is a 10. Okay. All right, yeah, so you manage to... You, she jumps into your arms, and your little legs start to <laughs> quiver a little bit underneath the weight, but you don't drop her, and you don't fall to the ground. So Dave catches her as, like, a reflex, yeah. and he's like... <laughs> and then you drop her? Yeah, like, she's kind of a dirty look and just, like, drops her, yeah. 
So, and th- that's when the area gets flooded with hundreds upon hundreds of cobalts. At least it's not. They, and you could see some of them have wings and they, they're floating down from the sky above you. At least they're not Little goblins. Jerks. Yeah, they're, they're not that's goblins. Right, you hate goblins. Goblins are weak. So they're all, they and all the kobolds that are around you now, hundreds of them, they're all armed with spears and daggers, and they have their, their little shields out. And... Popo, what? <laughs> I want to well, go to bed right now, so good night. Here, we got to work them into the initiative, too. Okay. And, yeah, they're, you're surrounded by hundreds of kobolds now. It is, Galaxy, it is your turn. Okay, so hobo not 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 well, hobo hut. That's what you're calling it. But what is the actual name of the spell again? It's called like Lehman's Tiny Hut, I think. Lehman's Tiny Hut. Yeah, Lehman's Tiny Hut. But you call I it your hobo nailed hut. Nailed it. I I stand right by Birdie, so the spell will work. So spell will go around. No, it only works for me. No, no. The the it's a ten foot radius dome that appears if you cast this spell. So if you cast this spell, it does go around all of your allies if they're within ten feet of you. And I move really close to you. So well, it's not it's not your turn. Well, I'm close. So so Galaxy, do you want to just cast this on yourself, or are you gonna try and move closer to Dave and Mimi so that it casts over all of them? I'm gonna do the greedy thing. What's the greedy thing? To keep it to myself. You're just gonna cast on yourself. <laughs> Are, are these are these people even your friends? I mean, all right, all right. So you hold up your magic wand. Well, so you fly back down to the ground, yes. and you cast hobo huts on yourself. What color is the dome? Oh, neon pink. Neon. Okay, neon You're pink. Unicorns flying around it. Yeah, no, but you never said you didn't say pictures. You just said color. Yep, it's just, just so ne- so. This neon pink ten foot <laughs> dome appears over Galaxy, and Mimi and Dave, you can't you can't see her anymore. She's just chilling inside got, this dome I as got, you're surrounded oh, by hundreds of kobolds. I go to the door and go like, "Let me in, there's, let Dave die." <laughs> it's not nope, not the way it works. Once it's up, no one can get in. No, I climb to the top and break it. You, you can't. It's, it's a magic spell. It's unbreakable. Nothing can get inside. I climb up the dragon? Yes, even the dragon could not get inside Ooh. this thing. We could you, just stay in here forever. You mean you. You mean you could stay in there forever. Well, it's got an eight-hour duration. So you can break the spell very easily just by leaving it. And I should also say that while you're inside of it, you can see out. It's it's invisible while you're in it. Is there a kitchen and a bathroom and a nope. toilet? No. No. Oh, you're gonna have got, to establish a pee, pee corner. I got a pee. <laughs> it's a dome. There's no corners. <laughs> Is there a bucket? A pee area. No, no, there's there's no bucket. There's no pee bucket. <laughs> so that's Galaxy's turn. I put up a All right. Cute. So um, now it is the Cobalt's turn, and they are all going to charge at you guys. Um, so you just get. Yeah, you just get mauled and overwhelmed by and tackled by these hundreds of kobolds that are coming at you. So I'm just gonna say that there's um, you each get attacked, each get stabbed eight times. Oh, except Birdie. 
a greedy little bird. <laughs> but and then I yell, should I get out of here? Yes. <laughs> what? No? Okay. I hate her so much. <laughs> All right, Mimi, you, try to kill you take... Dave. 29 points of piercing damage from all of these kobolds coming at you. I told you they're not good. At least I still like, have 18 points of damage. Dave, you take 29 points. Oh, you get one damage. point. Yep. You're going to die. Oh, no way. Fine. I right. get out of my hobo hut. It's not, it's not your turn yet. I will cast it on Dave because he's about to not die. Your, not, not your turn your yet. Turn. Not your turn. All right, Mimi, it's your turn. I have only 18 um, like hit points left. Oh, okay. So what I do, I'm so mad. I'm just like, Cartoon. And I, I move my flaming spear. Okay. And charge it at them. Okay. Ha ha! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Then I come over and... Roll the 2d6 damage on it for me. Five? Okay. And go send a dinosaur. So you're, okay, so you're going to do, you're going to summon a dinosaur. The next spell for my dinosaur. All right. So, an allosaurus. All right. Uh, no, it's a step, stephosaurus. So I need you to, we need to roll initiative for, for the allosaurus. So a roll that for me. We'll get him or her worked into the rotation. Six. Six. Okay. You move the flaming sphere down, and there are so many kobolds just moving this thing t- towards anywhere. Hits dozens of them, and the kobolds—they're so—they're so tiny and they're so weak. It kills them as soon as it plows through this mass big. of tiny scaled creatures. I thought they were big. Mm, no, they're very—they're small. They're small. They're tinier than Dave. They're a little bit bigger than Dave, but they're—they're they're still considered small creatures. So so just by moving that flaming sphere, you take out like 20 of the kobolds just by moving around because there's so many of them everywhere. And then my dinosaur appears and then it steps on a bunch of them too. The, the di- and then the dinosaur appears and, and the kobolds just do a double take. What? <laughs> like this is something. No, I did. No, I did. And I whispered, did you see that coming? Yeah. All right, David, it's your turn now. All right, I... I'm going to pull out the Rod of Dragon Fear. Here we go. Rod of Dragon Fear. Because I'm like bleeding from dozens of cuts. Why and didn't you do that before? I, this is the first opportunity I've had. So yeah, I pull it out from behind my belt, hold it up in the air. Okay. Thrust, thrust it up in the air. You thrust it up in the air and you feel that silent thunder that booms out from this thing every time that you've used it before and you see it. You see the effects wash over the faces of all the kobolds because before, all of them were were angry and excited and baring their teeth and all the muscles and the scales on their tiny little faces go slack and their eyes get really big. And all of them, this cacophony of screams of horror echoes out across the caverns as every single one of the kobolds turns and runs and flies as fast as they can to get away from you. So what kind of action was that? Do I have to wait till my next turn to cast a healing spell? That, yeah, that's considered, yeah, it'd be like use okay. an action to cast a spell with it. Gotcha. One thing I do want to point out is that after you cast that, the, the rod now feels different to mm. you. Like, 
there may not be any more magic that's left in this rod. Gotcha. It's like that might have been the last charge okay. available in this item. Okay. I wonder if it can be recharged. Some magical items can. I probably would know. Definitely not going to get rid of it. Yeah, we can talk about it later. You're in your hut right now. All right, so Galaxy, it is your turn now. You're just chilling in your hobo hut. I get, I cast it, the hobo hut on Dave. What about me? Well, that, that wouldn't heal him. I know, mm. but you'd be more protected because he's about to die. But what about me? You have many lives. <laughs> I've only 18 I would say not points. to use the spell slot. Oh, then I will. Are you still going to stay inside your dome? No. So Okay, so you get rid of the dome, and now you're just going to kick back and relax? No! <laughs> well, that is what you said. Well, there's nothing else to do. We got proof. Well, there's a dragon above our heads. Can we see the dragon right now? Not yet. See, so I'm just going to kick back my legs. And Why don't you do lightning so, bolts? So, so there's this thing. We haven't used it. I don't think in in this game is is you can ready an action if you don't know what to do. Or, yeah. You can say that you're going to do something as soon as certain conditions happen. So, for example, you could say, "I'm going to have my uh, a fireball spell prepared, and I'm going to shoot it as soon as I see the dragon." I will do that. Okay. So, but, but do you understand the mechanic with that? It's like you hold your action and get something ready. But if that event never happens, you lose your action. So if you never see the dragon, you you don't get to fire it off. So is that what you're going to do? I take the Probably for the best. Okay. I take the All right. So so Galaxy readies a fireball for when and if she sees the dragon. But oh, actually, before Galaxy, yeah, before actually before Galaxy, it should have been the the dinosaur's turn. My dinosaur. So my dinosaur. So the the allosaurus that's now standing there in the group. My is looking at you, looking for something to do. Dinosaur, I will hop on your back and I'll see if I can see the dragon. So you can do, totally do that. So I go on its back okay. and I tell him to circle around and I yell out, Dragon, dragon, wherever you are, I got a dinosaur now. <laughs> I thought you were Wait, gonna... so are you telling the dinosaur to find the dragon? No, I'm telling, well, could I do that? Sure. I tell the dinosaur, point to the direction where the dinosaur is it. So, but you're still going to be on its back? Okay. <laughs> so you start, so the dinosaur puts its snout up in the air and it goes, <laughs> as it starts sniffing around. And it takes off one way, and then it comes back another way, and it's and it's looking around, looking confused, and it doesn't seem like that it can get uh, a bearing on the dragon. And then I tell him to go in circles. And so he goes in circles and I yell out, Dragon, dragon, wherever you are, I've got a dinosaur and dino now. <laughs> okay. Are you rhyming? <laughs> Wait, can I name my dragon? Your dinosaur? No, my dinosaur. What are you going to name your dinosaur? He only exists for an hour. I know, but like every time he appears. Stefan. Steph. Stuff. What's well, an allosaurus? You can name him Al. Julian. Alan. Barry. <laughs> Samantha. I'm gonna name it. Craig. <laughs> Kyle. Gumba. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> oh, I like Todd. Gum, gum. Is, is it a boy or is it a girl? It's a boy. It's a boy? Okay. His name is gonna be. Clarence. 
Larence? It could be Larence. Clarence? Clarence? Clarence. Claire, oh, Clarence. Clarence. Okay. That's a good... That's Claire! A good. You can have a nickname for Claire. Oh, good. It's a boy. I know, but One his nickname my, uh, could be Clarence. great-grandfather's was named Clarence. Clarence is not afraid of you, I yell out. So this is when uh, the space around all of you is suddenly filled with swarms of tiny biting flies and Ooh, insects. Mosquito! Not not a mosquito. No, these are like these are like horse flies. It's like when they sting you, it hurts. Uh, no, I want my hobo hut again. And I should have oh, let her put that hobo hut around me. I'm gonna go down. And each of you take ten points of piercing damage. Oh, I'm down. He's dead. Birdie, make sure to mark ten points off of your character. I have only ten points. That is when Eltor appears in front of you. You hear this loud thump on the ground, and coins and treasure get scattered everywhere. Like yes, like that. It's only a million times louder. Please stop trying to mimic that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the dragon reappears, and that's when you see its chest heaves out as it takes in a huge breath of air, and it opens its mouth to shoot its acid breath at you. No! Dave? Dave's knocked out. You're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Well, all of you are going to be, be hit by this. Can you can you make us stay alive forever? <laughs> all right. I need each of you... Well, Dave wouldn't be able to do this, so he's gonna take full damage from this, but I need you two to roll a dexterity saving throw. I saved it. What did you get? 17. 17? Okay. My dexterity. 20. And my dexterity is 11. 20? Yeah. 17 and 20? Okay. Not a natural, but right. my dexterity is 11. Right. So, unfortunately, neither of those rolls are good enough for saving on this. 17? Even a 20 is not good enough. This is a, is a, this is a very powerful, very large dragon, and its acid breath covers the area. All right, so all of you are going to take the full damage from its acid breath. And it's just, the smell of it hits you first as the acid comes out of this dragon's mouth. And it just, it sounds rank, or not sounds, it smells rank and putrid and terrible. And you can hear the sizzling of it as it comes towards you. I yell, when did you last brush your teeth? (laughs) And it hits all of you for 67 Dang. acid damage. So we're all knocked out? You are kidding. I am not kidding. Everyone's you dead. are kidding. Everyone's completely dead. Yeah, everyone's Insta-death. Everyone's dead dead. I have negative 20. Thir- I have like negative 20. No, I have like negative 40. That Daddy. Would, yep, that would kill you instantly. Daddy. Are characters I, done? All of you get hit by the acid and it is the most amount of pain that you've ever been in your life. Every fiber of your being feels like that. It is on even fire. Even the werewolf thing? Yep, even the werewolf thing. It hurts more than that. And then, after a brief moment, that it's but it's only for a moment. Just shocking, unbearable, terrible pain. And then... Dead. And then nothing. And... Mimi, your eyes open. And... You can see again, but 
everything appears a little hazy and a little brighter in a way. You are still in the same place that you were, so you're still in the dragon's lair, surrounded by the rocks and the treasure, but the dragon is not there. I play dead. <laughs> See, okay, so you, all right, so you still just, just lay in there. Just, on the but, ground. I, but I peek out just a tiny bit. Yep, you try and peek out, and so then you see the things that, that, that I had just described. But then once I see them, I die. Not on that day, I, um, I pretend I die. Okay so, okay, so you peeking out around, but you stay motionless. Dave, your eyes open, and you're lying on the ground in the spot that you were before. I should have stayed in my hobo hut. <laughs> Start patting and, my body and and you f- you feel fine. It's I have all my stuff. All your stuff is there. Yeah, no no damage. No no anything. In fact, anything you feel you feel great. Yeah. The I'm gonna get up and check on the girls. Okay. And that's when you see Mimi's body laying there on the ground, and then Galaxy's body suddenly winks into existence not far away from you and she's on the ground as well i see it wink into existence mm-hmm. Interesting. and wink? galaxy that's when your eyes open up and you're, you're on the ground like when i say it so it blinks into existence like it wasn't there and then poof all of a sudden you're there i'm alive i'm alive no you're not in, you're not in pain you know it doesn't hurt you feel I pain. Oh, you feel great <laughs> no just like dave you feel you feel great all the pain all the pain and anguish that you just experienced is is gone, and it's a distant memory. And then I go to Mimi, just check, and just like, just knock on her head. So Mimi, you, and you, <laughs> as you're on the ground, feigning death, and you have your eyes that you're peeking open, you see Galaxy's face come into your view, and she leans over and raps on your skull. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, so I slap her. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I think she's a zombie. And she goes like this. <laughs> and you slap her back. Yep. So you get so Galaxy, you get slapped to the face. So you know oh. Mimi is is alive and well. And better than ever. <laughs> I wish I had my whole bow hunt. And yeah, and as I said, the the dragon is no longer there. But you don't see. There's another figure. That you just noticed. It didn't just blink into existence. It seems like it was something that was always there. Hello? But for whatever reason, you're just noticing it. it noticing this figure now. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? I mean, and it's a figure. It looks to be a woman. And Mommy? She's, she's dressed in, in white. And she seems to have kind of a glow about her. Uh, the figure turns around. And you are now face to face with the most beautiful woman that's, you've ever seen. That's my mom. Well, I thought I was the most beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you just see a booger come out of her nose. <laughs> the most beautiful booger you've ever seen. <laughs> if boogers could be beautiful, this woman's boogers would be beautiful. Um, no, I, t- I asked, are you my mommy? She, she gives all of you a, a small, sad smile. Are you my mommy? She opens her mouth. To speak to you, and Dave looks like she's speaking directly to you, and her voice is music. And she says, "Hello, Dave, Mimi, Galaxy." And I just bow down. It's 
It's, are you my there's mom? there's there's no need for that. Are you it's, my mommy? I know I'm well no, I'm I'm not your mommy. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure to meet you face to face. I I know that you probably have a lot of questions right now. Who are you? Why are you here? How are you here? Dave, What's your name? Dave knows who I am. Dave falls to his knees. Are you Michigan? He'd be weeping openly. Are you Michigan? And she nods. <gasps> I Where thought, do, you, uh, do you live in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sweetie, I do not. I do not live in Michigan. Dave, Dave Michigan, you did. I did not. <laughs> did not tell her. That. Michigan. <laughs> yes, my dear. Um, I just want to say, Galaxy calls you Michigan. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, know. I don't know how you. I don't know if you're from Michigan. I'm. I am. I am not from Michigan. Oh. Okay. Now I'm gonna call you Michigan. <laughs> that would be lovely. Feeling a little more respectful now that you've met her in person. Um. I'm sorry for Gal for having Galaxy speak to you in that way. It's. 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 It's quite all right. It's. Do you get it every day? You've. B you've been through a lot what to get here. To I thought we were dead. How, how was it a year? You did die. But it's this is not your time yet. Did you save us? She nods her head. And thank you. And that's when that's when her face gets a little sadder. And she says, "Unfortunately, this will be the only time that I'll ever be able to do this." So, you're going to have to make the most out of it. I'm going to be able to return you to the moment directly after the dragon killed you. And you will have one more chance to defeat Eltor. Can you not do that? The world needs you. If I don't send you back, then Eltor and Christofferson and all the other horrible creatures that Who's have been coming out. Christofferson? You don't know who Christofferson is. He never is. told us. Christofferson is an an ancient evil that was unleashed upon this world thousands of years ago. And he's the one that's responsible for Eltor coming back into the world. He's the one that's responsible Wait, for... Wait, he was here before? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. And now he's gone? No, he's still here. He's the one that's bringing all the ev these powerful evil creatures onto the into the world across the planet. The I very just... creatures that the Musketeers, the group that you're part of, has dedicated themselves to, to hunt down and stop. But Christofferson, he's, he's at the center of all of it. If you do not go back and, and defeat Eltor, well, Eltor on its own will spread out from this place like a curse. You saw what it did to to the castle, what it did to the land around the castle. Do you My know, beautiful land. Do you know if anybody died at the castle? Many people died. Do my parents? Your parents? I'm sorry to say yes. I'm sorry, Mimi. Can you bring him back to life? I can't, unfortunately. I'm sorry. How, how can we defeat Eltor? He's so powerful. I will be able to give you one more gift. 
one more tool to use when you go back. But it's still going to take everything that you have. And if you're not successful, I, I fear that Christofferson will unleash Eltor and the other horrors on the rest of the world. And then soon, every place will be like this place. And more, more people's parents and their children, their aunts, their uncles, their families, they'll be killed as well. Unless you can stop Eltor now. But that's only going to be the first part of your journey. That's going to be the first step. After Eltor, you need to move, you need to stop the other evils and you need to stop Christofferson. Otherwise, this, this will just start over again. And unfortunately, I won't be able to intervene as I'm doing now. So Mishakal, she turns her eyes, her gaze on you, Dave. And she says, Dave, my sweet Dave, I've been so pleased with you and what you've been able to accomplish with your friends. You are all destined for great things and the world needs you. It's why I gave you all protection from fear as I knew this day would come. But when I return you... Wait, that's why? That's right. That was me. But when I return you back to the land of the living, you will no longer have that protection. But there is one more gift I will be able to give to you. Why won't we have that protection? Why won't we be scared? Why will we... Oh, we'll lose our immunity to... Mm-hmm. But and she, yeah, she says there's yeah, one last gift that I have to give. And I know that you will wield it as well as you have all my other gifts. Remember, this time will be the last time I'll be able to intervene. And so I, I can't keep you here for much longer. Otherwise we'll die. Otherwise I won't be able to send you back. We thank you for everything you've done. Yes. Yes, we do. Good luck. Are my parents in here? So what's the final gift? She gives, she gives you a smile and she's like, "No, they're not here. They've but they've they've moved on. They're they're at peace." Uh, if I actually die, will I see them? I believe you would. Good. Dave, uh there's a bright light that blinds all of you for a moment. And then you can start to see again, and time is frozen. Or at least slowed down tremendously. And you look around, you're back in the dungeon's lair. You see Eltor is there, and the last of his acid breath is just slowly, inch by inch, leaving his mouth. Hobo hut! <laughs> <laughs> And Dave, and you, and you look around, and you can move. You can move in in real time. So it's like it's like bullet time right now. Everything is super slowed down. Yeah. And you look at each other. You feel your bodies. You are whole again. There's no damage. You have all your things. But Dave, when you look down, your mace is glowing bright white. It's blinding with how bright the head of your mace is right now. And there's even the if it's possible for light to make a sound, it is the most beautiful sound huh. or humming that you've ever heard in your life. Like a chorus of angels. That's right. That's right. And in your hand, it feels the most right that it has 
ever felt before in your life. Can I have a shot? And the last of the acid finally hits the ground and you slowly, you hear and smell the terrible sizzling of this acid breath on the ground. And you can see the muscles in Eltor's body start to tense up like it's about to take off or do something else. So the three of you, I want you, all three of you are each going to get an, an action right now. But I want you to roll initiative between the three of you and we'll see who gets to go first out of the three of you. <laughs> she pulls out the big dice. <laughs> Got an eight plus three. She adds her initiative bonus to it. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. All right, Dave, you get to go first. I'm gonna attack with my mace. Okay. Roll it up. This is unlucky. Twenty-three. That is that. That is definitely a hit. Okay. And you run up with your now glowing mace, and you run up and. Jump up as high as your little legs could take you and slam the mace into into the head of of Eltor. And the light seems to shift from the mace and shoots inside of Eltor's giant scale black head. And it goes And you could see the light pass through and shoot out the other side through its eye socket, through its ear hole out of its mouth and you see that light shoot down into its body and course through. He must and be dying. That is when time speeds back up and Eltor's head violently shoots away from your mace and your mace is no longer glowing. All of the energy that was stored in there had gotten shot into Eltor's head and you are all deafened by the terrible scream that comes out of Eltor's mouth as it as its head gets jerked back, whiplashed away from, from Dave, and its entire body shifts away from you and slides across the ground. And it's not dead, but he's it looks like he's blinded, he's screaming out in pain. His scales of where that white energy had been coursing through have started to fall off, and you can see the, the fleshy parts of his body starting to stick out and there's pus and blood that's starting to come out of him. And blindly and in terror and in pain, Eltor lifts off of the ground and f- tries to fly away from you as best as it can. Now, Mimi, it's your turn. You have to do the best spell that you can. This is gonna get hot. It's gonna get hot? What are you gonna do? Okay, so I'm going to use Flaming Sphere level 3. Level 3, okay. Alright, so that would be, because you're using it at level 3, that would be, uh, I believe, 3d6 points of, of damage then. 3d6. He takes 12 points of damage. 12, okay, great. So, if I got... So you cast Flaming Sphere again, and you shoot it out to, to Eltor, who is now up in the air desperately trying to get away from you. And the flaming sphere slams into his belly and uh, causes more damage and there's more black scales that falls out off of him and he's still just roaring in pain and what he would do. But he's still 
flying as fast and as hard as he can, but he's still not that far away from you. But you can tell he's going to shoot like a missile to get out of out of his lair and get away from you. Galaxy, it's your turn now. It's my turn. No, I'm not. No, what are you going to do? Lightning bolts. Okay. Now, lightning bolts, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's like fireball, only lightning, right? Yep. 8d6. Roll 8d6. Okay. Four more in there. Holy chalupas. <laughs> 27. What? That's really good. Let's hope he fails his saving throw. Well, it's... Uh, when it comes to these ancient black dragons, they... Um, when it comes to saving throws, they get a certain amount of times that they can just make it. Oh, sure. Even if they fail the roll, they're like, "Nope, I right. make it anyway." Right. <laughs> Did you That's do that? Awesome. So you, so you, so you hold out your wand, and this huge bolt of lightning come, streaks out of it and strikes Eltor. Zigzag. Yeah, it's like sh- streaks across the air, almost instantly, just like this lightning like bolt lightning appears. Bolt yep, connecting between your wand and the back of Eltor as he's quickly trying to escape, and it slams him back and and his backside hits the wall but he's still he's still moving and Eltor swoops his wings two three times and you are all buffeted by air as he's trying to get away and it's he flies very very fast up the hole all of you hear this very distinctive whistling noise you hear this And that's when you see dozens of small metal objects falling from the sky. If I was a fairy, I would die. And you can't you can't see this, but if this was if this was a movie, the camera view would show Eltor's battered and ruined and damaged face. And even though his eyes are gone, he's <gasps> blind. His his now empty eye sockets would go wide <laughs> as it senses these things coming towards it. And all of these these dozen or so miniature bombs drop out of the sky and each one of them slams into Eltor's head, into his body. They rip through his wings and the entire air is just filled with all of these... F- little fireballs of explosion. Did he kill himself? I think that was from Mishikal. Her other gift was to give us a bunch of missiles. (laughs) (laughs) Holy missiles from God dropped out from the sky. (laughs) Drop a God bomb. It's a holy hand grenades. (laughs) So, but no, no. And that's when another roar, but a a mechanical roar of jet engines. And... Not Jed. Jet. 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 <laughs> I love Jed <laughs> And that's when you see that the Atlantean, an Atlantean jet appears in the night sky above the dragon, and it it angles down towards towards Eltor, and turret guns fold out from either side of it and manned on the guns you see Sarge and you see the other Atlantean soldiers nice. that you ran into uh, in the swamp and that, both I brought back to life. that you brought back to life and both their guns open up in automatic laser fire it was their turn to save us <laughs> right and right. I just pull out my gun and like I remember this thing yeah! 
and the and the dragon Elter's body just gets riddled with holes. Its wings oh, get torn blood. apart, and his you body. Blood. You guys, yeah, blood down. and guts, and it's this may be a little graphic. Is <laughs> like. Bullets are coming down. Laser bolts are coming down. There's chunks of meat and blood and other stuff that's coming down from this giant dragon. You guys are just... You dive for cover to, to get away from all of it, but you're just getting splattered left and right from this thing. I, this feels good! <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I ran over to a corner. I puke. That, that <laughs> might not be a bad reaction <laughs> to this. No, I go like, oh. My mom's spirit is out. So but you run over the corner. You, you vomit because of all the... the Guts and grisly stuff that's coming down, but it does get you out of the way from getting covered by a lot of it. And that's when Eltor's body goes motionless no, it and falls. falls. It falls. It falls. <laughs> no, it does not fall on day. She's like, not again! And it falls to the ground with a loud thump. And again, gold and treasure gets scattered everywhere. And Eltor's head slams down onto the ground, motionless. Its tongue rolls out. And lands on the ground in front of you. Eltor, ah. the giant, ancient black dragon, is dead. Did I just Mission call me proud? Did I just cover the tongue? Just like just because I'm like finally he's dead. This black dragon here is now dead forever. And that's when the Atlantean jet goes into sort of a hover mode and then slowly descends down and it lands on. The, on the on the rock floor and treasure as well, and the door on the back of it opens up. That's when you see Jed and Guy walk out of the back with the biggest smiles you've ever seen on their faces. We did it without you. Yeah, <laughs> I died. I saw. We, we Jed died. comes out. He has his hands out. He's like, "My friends, but we just say you we died. did it." We died. We died, yeah. You you don't look dead to me. <laughs> it's a long story. Let's Let's buy me a around. drink and I will tell you all about it. Here you go. Oh, no, and I pull <laughs> and I pull out my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you share it with anyone? Heck no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the I, drinks I are on Eltor tonight. <laughs> so so guy's there and he says, So uh while I was playing around with that blue holocube while I was waiting for you guys by the boat, I figured out... Uh, How to call? Yeah, it's it could send radio messages, and I was actually able to get uh, a message to the Atlanteans on that radio that I had fixed for them. Cool. And uh, I was able to... And, and then Jed showed up, and we were able to uh, convince them to, to come and help. But Jed, scaredy pants! Sorry. <laughs> and he he looks down at his feet and he's just like I'm I'm so sorry well, about that. You don't have to be sorry. We're the now scanty pants because oh, yeah. we got our fear token away. Sarge comes out. He's got he's got his unlit cigar. He's just chewing on it in his in his in his lips. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we uh we didn't want to come at first, but uh, Jed made a pretty good case. So, uh, can we give you guys a lift somewhere? Um, That'd sure. Be great. So you so you join the Atlanteans on on their ship, and they fly you back to back to Westman. It takes a couple of hours to get back there. <clears throat> and then I see my horsey. But by the time that you get there, it's it's morning. It's sunlight, and your ponies are there. <gasps> they finally the ponies finally caught up to us. Thank you. 
Is it tiny, tiny ginger? ginger? Yeah. Tiny ginger, bacon, and uh, amaretto. Oh, nice. Is the name of, nice. of your pony. Of Dave's pony. Tiny yeah. ginger. Oh, I miss you. Yes, I did. I want to find an apple or a carrot to give to, to amaretto. And, and when you guys land and you come off, everyone that sees you is just in shock. We and saved awe. the world a little. Well, well, they don't know about that. They just know that you're, you guys arrived on an Atlantean right. flying ship. <laughs> and then it just frowns come on like we killed the black dragon and then everyone goes Woo! Goes wild! <laughs> and you're okay see yep they do they do um your ponies are there and flip and out. jed and guy are there and on top of that doc and ian are there as well and it looks like a, a number of musketeers had shown up on griffins and they're and then all. Let me see the musculator. No, there's no. They didn't. They didn't bring a musculator with them. They didn't bring a musculator with Wait, them. What about but Pop um, and the other guys? Snap, snap, Gringle and Pop. <laughs> they're they're not there. But Betha is there. Um, Blondie Beth. is there. Um, and Ian and Doc. So no, and Beth's holding a bunch of food. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been eating for two days. And so they, they all greet you warmly and they, they give hugs, they shake hands, you know, they, they bring you up to speed about you know, how they just arrived there too and you tell them about what had happened. And, and I just hate And they're, they're very, very sorry to hear that, but very happy that, uh, that it didn't take. Because yeah. <laughs> um, And Doc and Ian, they, they break off and they talk with the other Atlantean soldiers either. Um, and they, they talk and... Start figuring out what what's going to happen now. What's what, where do they where do they go from here? We have to kill that guy who brought the black dress. Christofferson. Christofferson. We have a new enemy. Doc says, "I think, I think we should do what we can here, and and help the refugees out of Westman. But now that the dragon is gone, a lot of them can go back home, and they can start to rebuild the." the capital of Zelo and but rebuild the kingdom. But then I think after that we need to we need well, to get back to Olympus. Oh my gosh, me and Birdie are actually queen now because our parents died. No, no. I am. Dang it. No, you're you were you were duchesses. Yeah, you weren't princesses. You weren't princesses. Before. So yeah, you do you do not inherit the throne. So anyway anyway, so Doc says so we'll help out where we can here, but then I think we need to go back to Olympus and regroup and figure out what it is that we're going to do about Christofferson. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows such as GM Showcase, Story Arc, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more. <laughs>